0: Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time, and now... The good news. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert Brzezinski with you, episode number 52 of in Now the Good News. Weekly look at the good news stories that make their way across my desk, and I believe will support you in remembering that we really are creating a world that works for everyone. Now, listeners to the program may recognize we had a little technical difficulties last week, and the original episode 52 uh, no longer seems to exist anywhere on my computer, so we're going to scrap all of that and just call this episode 52. I trust that you don't mind too much. So, all right, let's get started this week. First story up. I really want to give a big, huge shout out to my adopted home state of Colorado and our governor, Jared Polis. Last week, Jared Polis signed four laws, four bills into law. All four were pro-LGBTQA plus bills, uh, taking Colorado and taking us, as he said, we've come a long way since our days as the hate state. This makes Colorado the 11th state in the nation to ban gay and transgender panic defenses uh, and does much more. I'll make sure I leave a link here so you can check out all that this does. Uh, This is a great step forward for LGBTQ rights in the state of Colorado. Thank you, Governor Polis for doing that. Another great story that uh, I ran across is uh, researchers have developed an air filter that can trap and kill COVID-19. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, now this is for kind of bigger bigger uh, uses, industrial uses, airplane, airports, airplanes, office buildings, that sort of stuff their tests. They found 99.8% of the novel SARS-CoV-2 virus was killed and up to 99.9% of the anthrax spores were also killed in this. Uh, they, the metal—the filter is made of a commercially available nickel foam that's heated up to about 392 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, and then it kills off these germs. So we'll see how this works in larger, uh, as they really start implementing it. Right now, it's still in a prototype model. Uh, However, this is a great step forward in what could be our way of protecting ourselves from this virus moving forward. And you know, there's a lot going on in research around how to create vaccines and or immunizations for the COVID-19. And this story is an interesting one. A Couple of researchers were playing around. Now this is how nano, uh, immunizations actually happen normally is we mix nanobodies of different animals, creatures with our own, with human antibodies. This time it's a llama. So uh, researchers have found that uh, these llama antibodies, nanobodies, uh, may neutralize live COVID-19 And uh, this this is promising. Now, of course, it's still in the stages and they've got to do a lot of testing and a lot of different things. But hey, who knows? Maybe llama nanobodies are going to be the saving grace. They could be the key to help us figure out an immunization for this while we're also figuring out uh, a vaccination for this as well. And not just in research, but in practical applications, a nine-year-old boy in Kenya, uh, Stephen wamukota I, I hope I'm coming close there, Stephen, uh, he developed a sanitary station, really using not an awful lot more than a bucket, a few pieces of wood, some basic tools, uh, he created a station where the mechanisms are triggered by foot pedals, so you don't have to touch anything. You can wash your hands, uh, use some sanitizer, and disinfect it, and away you go. Really uh, doing a good job here. He, he The first one was so popular that he had to build a second one, and when CNN came to interview, he mentioned that he was interested in becoming an engineer, so the mayor of his county has already stepped up and said when he's old enough, he will make sure that he gets a college scholarship to go to engineering school. There's a bigger story on CNN, and I'll leave links in the show notes to make sure you know how to access that video as well. Another interesting story that uh, came across my desk this week, and it's really, it's nothing new, Brides Across America is a US nonprofit. They're based in Massachusetts and they've been giving away wedding dresses since 2008. Across that time, they've probably given away close to 25,000 wedding dresses, mostly to military personnel, first responders, uh, people in in need in that regard. Well, this past year they've expanded that to medical frontline workers and really just helping women who are getting married but don't have the time Uh, especially with all they're doing in the world to save lives right now, don't have the time to look for a dress or buy a dress or get fitted for a a gown, and Brides Across America steps in and is really helping out. Now, if you have a, a wedding gown that you don't plan to use again, and if it's within five years old and in good shape, they'd love to take that from you and donate it. I'll make sure again that we leave links in the show notes. Okay, now, this one is interesting. A couple of college students realized that the, probably the most consumed meal on college campuses is ramen noodles, and everybody knows ramen noodles, and if you don't, well, they're noodles inside a plastic wrapper with a little plastic pouch of seasoning. You throw them in the water, boil them up, throw in the seasoning, you got something that resembles food. Well, they decided that, uh, and it, it's actually the, uh, a one woman's idea. Holly Grounds is her name. And she came up with a whole new idea. She created a dissolvable noodle packaging. Now, the idea is she takes the noodles and she creates a packaging. Now, it's, it's kind of like a knot plastic. It's produced uh, out of mixing potato starch, glycerin, and water and that creates the packaging. Now, rather than also create a seasoning packet, she infuses this mixture with the seasonings for the noodles. So the packaging contains the seasoning. She shrink wraps the noodles inside this packaging and you can just throw this in a pot of boiling water and voila, dinner. My first question was, well, what keeps the the outside of this package from getting all dirty and contaminated? She thought of that. She wraps these in, in paper. So they come wrapped in a paper, uh, a single sheet of paper to keep uh, everything else away. But other than that paper, there is nothing else to dispose of in this packaging. The noodle bowl looks enticing. It's a nice picture. I'll leave a link. Make sure you get a chance. Could be a really great answer to bringing forward a more sustainable way and getting less plastic out of our out of our garbage stream there, getting more plastic out of our environment. Now, here's one you don't hear every day. Over 80 millionaires have signed a letter calling for the United States government and their individual countries' governments, because this is happening all over the the planet, to raise their taxes. These millionaires, including uh, two of the heirs of the Disney fortune, One of the co-founders, Jerry Greenfield of Ben & Jerry's, uh, various citizens from Spain, the US, the United Kingdom, Holland, Russia, Germany, others. They wrote a letter. It says in part, unlike tens of millions of people around the world, we do not have to worry about losing our jobs, our homes, or our ability to support our family. We are not fighting on the front lines of this emergency and we are much less likely to be its victims. They've called on governments to create an immediate, sustainable, permanent increase on tax rates on people like us. The program's called Millionaires for Humanity. There's a website, I'll make sure you have a link to that, and it outlines what they're asking, and lists the names of all the people that have signed this letter, and they're inviting others to sign that letter As well, If your net worth is over a million dollars, please drop over there and put your name on the list. What a great way. People that have, this one renews my faith in humanity, folks, because there's over 80 people here that are saying, hey, we've got more than enough. We've got nothing to worry about. Let's make sure that we're all paying our fair share to create equity on the planet. I love this. Hey, let's wrap up with a couple of wild animal stories because we love those around here. Truth is, humanity is not the only species making a comeback here. Many of our animal kin are making comebacks across the world and across the planet as well. This one is a good win in the courts. Uh, A while back, there is a move to take the uh, Yellowstone, the American grizzly bear off of the Endangered Species Act. And take it off the list. Well, uh, people have been fighting that. It's been going back and forth in courts. Finally, last week, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in favor of protecting grizzly bears and restoring their status under the Endangered Species Act. This is all because people were planning to hunt these bears. And there were hunts that were being planned in both Idaho and Wyoming, totaling up to about 23 bears that could have been killed in these hunts. And people thought this wasn't right. You know, at one point we were down to 136 of these animals in North America. Estimates are that at one time their population was as much as 50,000 of these bears. We're down to 136. It doesn't. The article doesn't share how many uh, we're at right now, and I couldn't find that number anyway, anywhere. However, this is a good start. Congratulations, kudos to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. This is important to to solidify that the bears are not completely restored we ne- they still need our help and we still need to be out there doing the work to protect these animals last story of the day we're going to jump over to the uk and we've talked on this program a number of times of the bison that are returning to the plains in north america well the bison are returning to england as well And it's been 6,000 years, best estimates, since bison roamed the forests of England. Unfortunately, America, we couldn't, uh, we weren't able to donate any of our bison because these are a very uh, special subspecies. The European wood bison uh, live in forests. And uh, I didn't know this, but they're... Uh, bison are considered keystone-type animals in that they change the environment, they change the biosphere around them and make it more conducive for other plants, other animals, other woodland creatures as well. Uh, So bison can change woodlands in ways that no other animals can. Pretty cool. They say in the Ice Age, the European bison uh, ranged across the entire continent but were hunted to extinction in the wild uh, they're being reintroduced from captivity into several countries. Poland is one of the uh, most prevalent. And uh, of the four animals that will be released into the UK in, tw- in the spring of 2020, three of those are coming from Poland and then the fourth is coming from the Netherlands. It's a great step to maintain the biodiversity and keep the, the genome uh, moving forward here for the, for the uh, European wood bison. Great, great, great story. It all works in partnership. We're all in this together. Human, animal, furry creature, creepy, crawly creature, scaled creature, winged creature, whatever kind of creature. We're all in this together and we really are creating a world that works for everyone. So I want to thank you for being with us here today, folks. It is always so much fun to share these good news stories with you. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Until then, please go out there, make it a great day, and go create some good news. Until next time, peace and blessings. You've been listening to And Now The Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us patreon.com forward slash new thought radio positively inspiring.